Hello, my name is Jim. This is my podcast, The Bloody Vegans. You're very welcome to it. Each week I'll be travelling ever deeper into the world of veganism, discovering along the way a multitude of viewpoints from the political and ethical to the practical. I'll be doing this through a series of conversations, each aiming to further illuminate my understanding and hopefully yours of all things plant-centric. This week, episode 9, I've been speaking with Glenn John-Jones. So, Glenn is a um, an endurance athlete, a triathlete, a personal trainer, um, and, and an author. Glenn's uh, been in the personal training industry for, for many years now, uh, and over the last few years, so back, I suppose, with the journey culminating in 2016, he's been transitioning to a, a vegan lifestyle, to a plant-based diet, that fuels all of that activity that we just talked about, um, and he's and he's thriving. He's he's doing incredibly well on it. Um, so, uh, hope you enjoy this chat. This is me and Glenn John Jones. Glenn, I'd, I'd like to get a little bit pre-vegan first, if that's right. So yeah. when, when did you kind of start taking fitness seriously? When did you think this might be something that I actually want to do for a living for my career? Yeah. So when I was in school, I wasn't particularly fit. I wasn't one of the sporty kids. I just liked to kind of have a laugh. Right. So I was yeah. just, I was a bit like the in-betweeners really, like <laughs> me and my friends. So um, we were pretty hopeless at everything, but we just had some like really um, good times, like comedy times. Yeah, right. Um, just ridiculous things that would happen to each of us. And then as I left school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Right. So I left school when I was 16. And um, I got into like building work, mm-hmm. just kind of fell into it. And I realized that I was really rubbish at it. Um, and it <laughs> right. didn't help. I wasn't academic either. So I was yeah. kind of screwed. So it was either, you know, learn to work hard or or um, <laughs> find something that you love doing. Yeah, yeah sure. And um and what happened was, was I uh, started um, this job that which was roofing. Right. Uh, wasn't great at it, but I realised that I could actually work hard because it's a very hard job. So we're doing long hours. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And then I'd finish um, finish at work, mm. come home, and would do nothing. And then eventually, I thought, right, I've got to get myself out of this pattern. Yeah. I was only young, and then um, eventually started going to the gym. Right. Realised, right, I love it. This is cool. I can do this like all day long. I'd spend hours in the gym not knowing what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, probably injuring myself. Probably still got some of them injuries to this day. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then realized that, you know, the industry was like at a nothing, but yeah. the London Olympics were coming in maybe 2012. Okay. Could this be a career? Could it take off in the UK? And then um, started a personal training diploma. And okay. And it kind of all, all went from there. Right. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess at this point you're learning quite a, a traditional route into kind of health and fitness. So nutrition obviously being a big part, I imagine, of your qualification, right? Yeah. So it was quite a traditional kind of omnivorous yeah. route into that. So funnily enough, the first qualifications I did were in nutrition for weight and management. Right. And nutrition for sports and performance. Right. So they were two kind of like um, certificates that I did amongst the diploma. Yeah. Um, so I had an interest in it. And it's really strange because that was over 12 years ago now. Okay. And a lot of the stuff that was written back then is still holds up to this day. No right. matter kind of what has come and gone. Okay. Over the years. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like the in. And then 
when I was actually um, studying for my personal training diploma, <clears throat> I was working at a sports nutrition store. So I'd quit the roofing. Right. And I'd gone and uh, started working at a sports nutrition store. Right. And I became manager. And this was like a high street store. They're closed yeah. now. It was called GNC. Yeah, yeah, I so remember sports them. Nutrition. Yeah, yeah. So I was like brainwashed into selling supplements and all the yeah, rest of yeah, it. Yeah. And um, obviously not vegan or anything like that. It wasn't no. really a thing. And, um, and yeah, and then uh, that was the, the first part of it was nutrition. And then all the sports stuff kind of came from there. Yeah. So what, what did your diet look like when you were kind of at the peak of this kind of like learning and the training period? So being young and being all about the look yeah. and obviously trying to impress girls and things like that yeah. and lift heavy weights, it was very meat heavy. Right. So a very meat heavy diet, protein, 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 yeah. um, actually very low fat and um, high carb as well, but complex right. carbohydrates. Yeah. So it was kind of like your, um, you know, your typical clean eating right kind yeah. of template yeah yeah sure. um and for what i was trying to achieve it really did work it ticked yeah. boxes you yeah. know i could look get into like that kind of beach body yeah. kind of look you know that cover model kind of look which is what everyone kind of wants so yeah, it sure. definitely yielded that result with the hard training um but you know i like to kind of experiment with different nutrition protocols for different sports and different goals right. and stuff and um yeah, that was it. It was like really clean, like quite consciously clean eating to be like perfect going by what I knew yeah. at the time. Yeah. And were you, into, were you into the endurance sports at this point as well? So did the nutrition change for that or did that kind of come later? Um, that came later. Yeah. That came like a long time later. So that's, that's been the last, say, four or five years. Yeah. But that kind of came at a crossover with the plant-based right, nutrition. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it kind of all came in together. And I think it was like, I was interested in the endurance sports. Yeah. Um, and then as I did the research, I realized that the protein consumption wasn't as necessary for endurance sports as it was for that beach body sure. kind of look. Sure. That you see on the c cover of, yeah. you know, it's not like, you know, it's just that look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, don't yeah. need that much protein. The kind of men's health look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Your, your diet's really kind of meat, meat rich at this point <clears throat> yeah. and, and kind of protein heavy, like you said. So was your kind of understanding at that point that the only place you could kind of get these kind of good quality proteins in, in large volume was going to be meat? That was, that was, that was the only way forward. Absolutely, right? yeah. So working for a sports, sports nutrition company as well, you, you're just around it all the time. Yeah. So you've got protein bars, you've got protein powders, and you are like told to believe like the whey hype you know, that whey protein thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, once you just live, if you're just trying to live off like whey and you think, right, this is the best protein. And, you know, if you're having that all the time, you do start to realize, oh, even though it is potentially the best protein, you still don't feel particularly great or look as great as you could if you were eating whole foods. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the diet was just, was just all about the meat and the protein. Yeah. It, yeah. it was everything, you yeah. know, and that actually escalated. So, when I first started doing it, it was um, it was just kind of like after a workout, you'd need your protein. Sure. Sometimes I'd eat like a whole chicken and things like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take things to that extreme. And then as years went by, I kind of um, moved into like the paleo style. Right. So I was getting even more, say, natural. Yeah. You know, I kind of just started to get that feeling of 
the the the, the supplements aren't great for you. Yeah. Because uh, I wasn't, you know, not working for that company, you know, any longer. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, right, the supplements aren't actually that, they don't really do that much. It's more about the whole nutrition. Sure. So just take kind of getting away from as much process as can and then going into like unprocessed and, and natural. And that led me to paleo. Yeah. Which was, you know, like about six, seven years ago. And I did paleo for about three years. Right. And that was very meat heavy. That was like crazy, crazy meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the totals, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, I was mad. I, I'm, I'm intrigued <clears> by <throat> the, the sort of almost the marketing or the branding of paleo. Because yeah. the, the idea of it, kind of paleolithic diet, the, yeah. the suggestion that our kind of ancestors or forefathers were purely eating that much meat. I don't, I don't know. You'll correct me. I'm sure you're much more informed <laughs> than me. But feels incorrect in the first place. Like we would have probably been. I get the sense probably more likely to be gatherers who came across meat now and then yeah, rather than kind of like purely hunters. I don't, I don't know if I'm yeah. wrong there. Well, if I'm being completely honest with you, you know, yeah. I took on the paleo diet without doing any research into <laughs> yeah. like ancestry. Yeah, yeah the rest sure. Of um, I did it because it was attached to caveman. Right. You know, right. so so I was like at the time maybe about twenty six years old. Yeah. And I'd been travelling and, and I actually started it while I was travelling. Yeah. <clears throat> but because I, I wanted that natural thing, you know. Yeah. And and I was told caveman, I thought, right, this is my ancestry. Yes. This is like <laughs> the best thing for my body. Yeah. And and that's what I did. I didn't even look into it, you know, even like that yeah, word yeah. paleolithic. I don't know even I can I can't even <laughs> do it now, but um yeah, it, it was literally like that attachment to yeah. the, the, the brute kind of yeah. hunter-gatherer. And then you think about when you've seen pictures and images of cavemen and stuff, you know, and I grew my hair and <laughs> all of that stuff. But you, you see like this big kind of man, you know, like yeah. beating his chest and stuff. And, and that kind of just dragged me in, I think, without even looking into it, which yeah. is so unlike obviously the vegan diet or the plant-based diet where you look <laughs> yeah. into it like mad before you do it so yeah, yeah really weird yeah and it's it's, it's fascinating actually because uh, you know we talk about like protein rich diets and so on and kind of even even the word paleo um has has come into the kind of mainstream kind of consciousness and you know i think about you know my pre-vegan days like everything now you see that's got protein on it there's an assumption in in i think mainstream folks head regardless of whether they're doing any working out or not that if it says protein on it it's probably yeah. really good for them and they're going to turn into this Definitely. kind of like cover model <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah i mean mars bars now i think snickers <laughs> yeah. maybe i'm not sure i haven't seen i don't know if i've seen snickers but i've definitely seen mars like protein mars bars which I don't, I don't know if it's better than the original. I don't know. Um, but it, it really is one of those things where it will just, it will pull people in. Yeah. And, you know, even in nowadays when I talk to people, you know, when they, when they see my diet and my energy expenditure and, you know, all right, I'm not looking like a big ripped up cover model now because it's, it's not specific for the purpose. But yeah. people will, um, you know, assume that they need a lot of protein and then when i work it out they need i need they need less than me but they think that they need more than me it's really strange so yeah. you know someone's like what about your protein I'm like well how much do you need yeah and when when you actually ask someone that question you're like oh, i don't know 
but yeah. we're just told to believe that more is better, more is better, more is better. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it is for certain things, you know, for certain sports or certain lifestyles, or if you want to look a certain way, maybe it is, you know. Yeah. Um, but you, uh, you, not many people know how much they need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if they are going and buying a, you know, a protein Mars bar over a normal Mars <laughs> bar, I mean, do they need to do that? I don't know. Like it's, yeah, it's become a real takeover it's all relative <clears throat> to what you're doing i guess right? yeah yeah so <laughs> so your interest in veganism that did that start from this kind of position of health where 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 did you yeah. even get the idea when you were in this very kind of meat heavy like um, yeah. almost the you know the caveman the paleo kind yeah. of world of the gym yeah um where, where did you get the idea <laughs> well i do think that the paleo thing is a bit of a gateway to the right. vegan thing okay and, and only yeah. on the basis of it being like natural it's kind of like you've you've had a little seed planted in your head and you've said i want to get back to like nature and so, i want to okay. eat as close to the source as i possibly can right and i think that's kind of like a a bit of a gateway without even realizing and it just depends on whether you change your your goals or not but i, I, w- I would wake up and eat like um, beef in the morning i'd wake up and have like beef and eggs yeah and it was to literally sustain a, a certain look to be like 15 stone of muscle and like sustain that and have like a little bit of spinach or some you know like <laughs> yeah. some other greens or broccoli on the side or whatever but it became like this this thing where it's like i was so intent on being like natural and going by science and or, or what i believe was kind of right and then I was then um, working at a mainstream gym at the time. And there was, a, there was a guy that was my friend. So I mentioned him loosely in the book. But my friend had been doing it for seven years. So he was a vegan for seven years. Right. And I've never got a problem. I've never had a problem with vegans. Yeah. Like, in my <laughs> eyes, you know, they're doing their thing. Like, I live and let live, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I just let them do their thing. And um, it didn't bother me at all, even if I'd never looked into it. I just didn't care to stress about it. But my friend was vegan. And he was like seven years in. He was eating so much fruit and all the rest of it. And he had the best cardio out of everyone right. in, on, the, on the team. But I noticed, you know, the stigma of vegans always talking about veganism. I noticed that everyone was talking to him about <laughs> it. Yeah. But he wasn't talking to them about it. Or they were slating him or calling him nicknames or whatever. Yeah. And, and it just, it made me think, like, there's, what's going on here? Like, why are these guys, he's not saying nothing. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, yeah. so... I was just, it kind of got my attention because I thought, he's not doing it. And then that stigma kind of started, I started to realize that stigma is probably the other way around. So even before yeah. I'd done it, so then I started looking into it thinking, I don't think they're that bad as everyone says because my friend <laughs> is like quite healthy and he never talks about it, but everyone else is talking to him about it. Yeah. And then I started looking into it for myself and then that's when it all started to come. And then I was starting to look into endurance sports and decided right i want to get into ironman and triathlon and and stuff like that and um and that and then it all just kind of went went from there and i just took that kind of paleo style of natural right and then tried to assert that to to plant-based yeah and 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 did you take a little bit of convincing about the the kind of science of it because it sounds like you had quite a long period of time yeah. like learning i mean and formally learning one way when you did your pt qualification yeah so did it take quite a bit of convincing about Definitely. the science that yeah. that is what took longer than it probably would for most people sure but my initial question was am i able to maintain this physique with 
so not performance, yeah, like yeah, yeah. physique, just the look. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was 26, like <laughs> lots changed in yeah, life. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, am I able to sustain this physique? Not am I able to perform a certain way or feel a certain way? It was this physique. It was all for the look while eating purely plant-based foods. Yeah. And I, I kind of took it on as a bit of a challenge because I thought, well, I've already been able to do this without supplements. I've already been able to do this without you know, all the other bits right, yeah. and without counting calories, without, you know, so I kind of took it as a bit of a, um, a challenge. And then when I went to my friend, whose name's Steve, and um, I asked him about it, he laughed his head off. Right. So I said, you know, is it possible? And he, just the fact that I was asking him yeah. and I was being serious, right. I was like, <laughs> would I be able to do it? I said, I've looked into it and I feel like I'd love to try this. Yeah. I'd, I'd want to do it. I'm starting to feel a little bit weird about the animals and stuff like that. And, yeah, yeah. and he was just like, he laughed his head off. And, and Steve said, um, you know, if, see how you feel. If you feel like this in six months time, we'll sit down and have a <laughs> chat. And I was like, what the hell? You know, this guy has just piped me off. But it's because he just, he didn't believe it's possible because of the amount of protein that I used to eat. Right. And, you know, like it just, it, it, he just gave me that kind of belief that it was like, you know, it was normal or you could live or you could survive and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, be fit. I don't know. It was really yeah. strange. So what did you, what did that six months look like? Did, did you, were you true to your word? Did you come back to Steve in six yeah. months time? Well, this is where the, um, <clears throat> this is where the book kind of came. This is where the journey of the book kind of represents. Yeah, sure. So I went off and I literally just read study after study. I've never right. done that with anything like this before where I just, right. you know, and I just went right down the rabbit hole documentaries you know like we was talking about stuff like conspiracy yeah. you know and all of a sudden you're bringing in the environmental factors yeah you yeah. never thought about um and then you know like i just started to to watch as many documentaries but of course i watched earthlings yeah and and that one really just just done me over i was like <laughs> all right that's it i'm sold but um he was uh he, he was he was good in the way that he did it where it wasn't just like an impulse like a fact it was kind of like go and do your research and see how you feel yeah and then when we sat down we actually sat down i think after maybe like a few months right and that's where he basically helped me out and every any question i had he he could tell me right um and uh and and that just made me think this is achievable this is believable yeah um but at that point i'd also decided as well i wasn't bothered about the way that i looked yeah i was more interested in the way that i was going to feel yeah and and it just changed it all changed from there yeah yeah so just when when you had that kind of conversation with him those questions that you that you captured there um you, you captured them in the book um yeah. th there's so many of them that i think are just just great questions that most people perhaps omnivorous folk who were th who were thinking about it or perhaps have got a friend who's vegan who they've then kind of maybe even the reasons they've dismissed it what kind of um did you did you kind of consciously start thinking i'm gonna have i'm gonna start making note of these kind of questions because there's a book in this somewhere yeah. where did that start to seed well i think it was <laughs> part of me thinks it was stress relief <laughs> right because of how i realized that it was the other way around after all you right. know i i didn't want to let on to people about my intentions Okay. Um, but I was just trying to process things it's like that people would say to me about things. So I'd listen out if people would like slate 
the vegan diet or people would slate vegetarians or they just slate someone doing diff- something different to them. And I'd start to just listen and my ears would literally just prick up. Yeah. And then, and then like, I just kind of developed, I guess, this kind of like um, archive of just things and misconceptions. Because I was like, I've, I've looked into that and someone would say something and I'd be thinking in my head, I'd be like, I know the answer to this one, kind of like from what I've learned, but I don't want to tell them. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable by going, oh, by the way, and interjecting. Yeah. But I just used to just, and then it all just stored. And then, and then when I started getting it all down, you know, I did end up with something like 200 misconceptions. Really? Which I cut wow. down to like 70, 80 odd for the book. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it kind of just made that journey, you know, yeah. from, from start to finish. But I'm glad that I did write it from when I first started thinking about it. Yeah. Because it was all so fresh. Like yeah. now I wouldn't be able to remember my emotions at the time or certain little events that happened that make for like a kind of like good story. But um, I'm, I'm glad that I did just kind of like, remember things so clearly and and then just write the odd bit down here and there based yeah. on what had happened you know just and what people had said to me more than anything I, I the most like inspiration i got for the book was literally from listening to other people yeah listening to what they had to say and then going and looking into it and being like i wonder why people <laughs> would say something like this or feel like this or yeah you know why are they like you know i i'm not like a nutrition expert such but I've been around it for a long time, been mm. in the fitness industry mm. for 12 years. But I'm thinking, why are they like um, saying this and why do they have this belief? You know, what, where have they learned this? Yeah. And, um, mm. and then it would just inspire me to go and look into things and just, just think, is this true? Is this false? Or, yeah. um, you know, is it going to harm them? Or, you know, it, it was just so, so like um, strange how it all came together. And I suppose meanwhile, you're not just reading about it, but you're kind of almost, you, you're living it. So you're getting the kind of real life experiment, if you like. You're, yeah. You're, as you're, you know, not taking in that product anymore, you're, I guess, being able to note the effect it's yeah. having on you, right? That's it. I mean, especially when I first started to gradually phase out the, the meat. Like when the meat stopped, that to me was like, a really significant change where right. I then started to see things and hear things differently. Like, and I, I was still eating fish at the time. Yeah. But when I'd listen in and I'd hear people talking about um, meat or protein or eggs or fish and, and all this stuff just started to make me think like, do we, like, do they need this? Do I need this? Or, and then I just go and look into it and, you know, and then I realized there's a lot of people who actually didn't eat a lot of meat before. Yeah, like that in their day to day, they could easily go a whole day without even eating meat and not realize. Mm. And that was really common. Yeah. But they still have animal products. You know, they'd have milk in their cereal or yeah. they'd have a cheese sandwich and then, you know, something at dinner or, you know, they might have like you know, pasta and cheese or something. I don't know. But yeah. a lot of people wasn't consuming meat and not even realizing yeah. it. So when I actually took it out and then I started to talk to people, I realized that they were on the similar, they, they, had, they had done it without realising, you know, sure. they wasn't thinking too deeply into it, they are just doing it, yeah. just not labelling it. Did you, did you find your clients had, had, a, had quite a lot of questions for you? Was there a sort yeah. of almost a, did they kind of go with you? I guess there's a bit, there's a relationship of trust or, yeah. or did, did some of them kind of get a bit distrustful of like yeah. your advice almost? Well, I still stand by like some of the nutrition plans or like advice that I'd given to people, like even to this day now, I still stand by the things that I told people maybe six years ago. Sure. Where it was like a meat heavy kind of diet because that diet 
can help you get look a certain way. You know, if someone comes to you and says, I want to look like this, and you think, well, this is a proven track record. It does work, you know, like yeah. chicken and broccoli. And that yeah. kind of clean eating works for most people. So I still kind of stand by that now, but I don't obviously recommend it now. So yeah, like yeah, things yeah. that I've done in the past, I think, you know, that was relevant to that person. Um, but now I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't get involved in it yeah. to that degree because I try and get people to not eat for the look alone. Yes. And go for more performance and the way they feel. Yeah. Um, but I never told my clients that I was heading to a vegan diet. Right. And that was the key because I think if I would have done that, it would have just gone weird <laughs> because people would have just been like, what the hell? You know, like not that I would have spoke about food all the time anyway, unless they really wanted to get into it or if it was like relevant to their goals. But it just, it wasn't one of those things. Didn't declare it. it yeah. just, but I knew it was happening all along. And I knew one day it was going to be like that. But um, when it did get to that, I guess when people would find out <laughs> yeah. that I was on a plant-based diet, <laughs> then they would say to me, oh, my God, I never knew. Right. And then my kind of younger clients, um, particularly female, would say things like, oh, my God, I want to do that. Right. And then it would be like, you should write a book. About it, and I was like, "Well, funny you say that <laughs> because I'm actually writing one." Um, but but it was really um, it was like some some people made a joke of it, and then there was a couple of people who who maybe had a bit of a weird relationship with food anyway, where they were struggling with their own nutrition, getting a hold of their own nutrition. You know, would say they want to lose weight, but not do the things that they've been advised to do. Yeah, they they when when they find out that I was maybe on a plant based diet or I'd reduce meat or whatever, they were like more inquisitive than others. Like, what the hell is going on here, you know? Yeah. Um, but you need meat or something like that. You need protein or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still getting protein. Yeah. But it's not coming from meat. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so didn't really lose any trust because I kind of did it on the sly and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and luckily executed it like well. And, you know, my, it, was, it was my physique changed a lot yeah. in the beginning. But that is purely down to the fact that it's coupled with the endurance training. Yes. So yeah. going from doing weights all the time and eating loads of meat to slowly transitioning to like um, more performance-based cycling, swimming, climbing, running. Yeah. And and um, more sort of functional, I guess. Yeah, like eating, fitness. Yeah, more functional yeah. kind of stuff, and just I guess more of a calorie burn and more energy expenditure. Yeah, and, sure. And a you need to be slimmer to be efficient anyway. Mm. so naturally i didn't want to become heavier i wanted to actually slim down but just mm. not at a rate where i'd become sick or weak or yeah tired yeah um so yeah so the the best thing was not telling them <laughs> that i was gonna do <laughs> but i didn't know for sure it was gonna happen in the beginning i just just felt just things falling away just felt the need for meat and stuff falling away yeah and i i you really get that sense in the book you know i mean even by its title the thing can grow vegan but the the, the way the chapters are laid out and it's it, it does feel very much about kind of transitioning and an evolution. Was yeah. that, I, I guess it sounds like this was more of a, you documenting what happened to you as opposed to kind of like, I'm going to lay out a formula like at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't want it to be a formula because yeah. in the weirdest sense, like I don't want, even though it's kind of like my story is the skeleton of the book, I don't want the book to be about me essentially right. yeah like i wanted to to use that to help people to just like learn from my experience to put that into their own yeah so they can or, you know or if they're in that same kind of funk where they just they just think i don't want to eat animal products anymore or yeah. i wonder if i could live and be healthier without them 
um, then they have that there, you know, that kind of entry level story from reducing your meat intake. And then if you want to take it further, you know, it's all, it's all in there. Yeah. But um, the, 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 the evolution of it and the transition of it was literally just like just owning it in the end. Yeah. You know, not, not thinking I'm going to go vegan. It was more like I'm just going to keep slowly abstaining from these yeah. foods and just seeing how it goes. And then when you realize that by abstaining from certain foods, you then end up putting yourself in a category as a nutritional title. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then you kind of have to own that title to make your life easier. Yeah. You know, so if you walk in a restaurant and you don't eat animal products, you, you, you've got to re order the vegan option. Yeah. You know, you're yep. typically a vegan, whether you like it or not, that's kind of what's going to happen. You, you order the vegan option or you have to have a conversation about the fact that you don't want, no, you know, can I please not have this? Can I have this instead? And then the, the, the waiter, just to be easy, might go, are you vegan? And you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, same with vegetarian, you know, or if you're out with your friends and, you know, that you're go, maybe going around your friend's house and they, they're, they're cooking meat, for example, and you say, oh, no, I'm, I, know, I don't eat meat, like I'm a pescatarian. Yeah. Something like that. It just makes life a lot easier to, to, to own it and just once you realize, yeah, this is what I'm doing, then yeah. it does make it a lot better. Yeah, and I suppose if, if you're kind of set on that way, you talk about this in the book, actually, if you're, if you're kind of set on that path on that way of life, if you kind of almost don't use the label or don't have the conversation, you can kind of end up falling foul of it. Absolutely. Of yeah, absolutely. Um, if you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, like there, there's many times that I can recall when I first started doing it where I was a little bit nervous and, you know, I, I, um, to, to speak out because I was just embarrassed. I was embarrassed. You yeah. know? I didn't want to be needy or right. didn't want to be like high maintenance and, and stuff like that. And, you know, even, you know, explaining it to, um, to other people, um, you know, say, for example, like girlfriend's parents, like for the first time, right. you know, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, maybe she would translate it. But it would it would feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But then you, you just get used to it. And then you realize that people actually just because you are talking about it or not, not even talking about it, but just mention that you're plant based diet, you don't eat meat or whatever. You don't even have to talk about it. But just by mentioning it, people will accommodate that. Restaurants will accommodate that. You'll be able to accommodate yourself when you go looking for these foods. Yeah. It, it makes life so much easier. Yeah. More, more and more so, I guess. Yeah. Like, as time's gone on. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like. You know, I think on average now in most non-vegan restaurants, if you go to them, there's probably two vegan options now. Yeah, yeah. Um, for a main, you know, and then there'll be other bits. There'll be at least one dessert, and you know, that's that's probably ninety percent of the places that I've been to yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes if you don't get the dessert, then it's doing you a bit of a favour, isn't it? But <laughs> <laughs> I wish there wasn't as many dessert <laughs> yeah. options. I'm finding that a problem. <laughs> you talk about that actually in the book, when it, particularly actually you mentioned it when you went kind of vegetarian. Yeah. That your your diet almost sort of slipped back. Yeah. Um, I, I certainly empathise. In fact, I'm probably still in that that mould of like <laughs> if, it, if it's it, with, with, with veganism, if if the if it's got vegan written on it. Sometimes I, I sort of naturally assume, well, that must be healthy, right? So I'll eat it. Yeah. Um, and you talk about this in the book, like, um, kind of at what point did you realize that that was, that was kind of going on? Yeah. And how did you kind of remedy it? The way that I felt, to be honest with you, right. because I felt worse than what I did at Pescatarian. <laughs> sure. And, and because I did it in stages and it was like, I was looking at it like, wow, this is, there is actually stages to this and, mm. 
you know, I, d I do want to go slower and, and not just jump into things and just flip-flop from one thing to the next. It was like, I felt worse at vegetarian than I did at pescatarian. Interesting. And right. in my head, I knew that I didn't want to eat animal products. So I was thinking, oh my God, I'm screwed. Kind right. of like what we just said off the air. Yeah, like, yeah. when you, um, you, like, you get to that point where you think, I, I think I'm probably not going to end up eating animal products. Yeah. But um, I don't know what's going to happen to me. But I hope yeah. that for the sake of this, I don't like just completely <laughs> dissolve or deteriorate or something. Yeah. And um, I, I, I just got to that veggie stage and it, it just, I just hit a block because it was all just full steam ahead. Like it was all just happening. So, you know, stopped eating beef, uh, stopped eating like pork and bacon and stopped eating beef and stopped eating. It was just happening all naturally. Sure. And I got to pescatarian and I was eating better than I'd ever eaten at with me anyway right and in the book i wrote in one of my summaries you know fresh attracts fresh i realized that when you're eating like fish like the fresh fish you're kind of inclined to go and buy fresh vegetables to go with it when right. you're eating meat and cheese and dairy it's like it goes between a sandwich or yeah it, you know it goes it, it just becomes like part of like something else i don't know it's hard to explain like if you if you have like you know talking from my experience back then if i had salmon I'd probably steam some greens, you know, right. and then on the side, I might have like some like steamed rice. But if it was going to be um, like uh, meat or cheese, it'd be like loads of pasta and bread and, you know, yeah, egg sandwiches yeah. and, and all the rest of it and sauces to go with it and, and stuff like that. And I think when I got to veggie, I just I just went junk. I don't know. It just yeah. it, but I lost that kind of fresh attracts fresh thing, because when you're at veggie, like if you're only focusing on animal products and like the main staple is like eggs and cheese and, you know, those two, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, going back to like what goes with that, it's just <laughs> kind of like the, the bread and stuff like that. But of course, when you then educate yourself on what is, what you, you know, more about what you can eat, not what you can't eat, and you start going back to that kind of, fresh thing again yeah and you start introducing other variations to replace the eggs and the cheese such as the beans and the, the lentils and the other vegetables and you know sometimes grains as well and you, you start to um, and nuts and seeds rather nuts sure. and seeds you know good variations for that um and combining that with vegetables again you can kind of pull yourself out of that yeah and get back to that kind of fresh thing like as, as fresh as you can as you know as close to the source as possible yeah without just going into the junk mode. Um, but yeah, I, I realized it was literally just a matter of, it wasn't the fact that I wasn't eating fish. Yeah. Because that was my initial feeling. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah. my God. Must be the thing I took away. Yeah, must be the fish. Yeah. You know, it must be the omegas. It must be this, it must be that. And then, and then I realized, no, it was what I was having with it. You know, I'd gone from having like vegetables and fruits all the time to all of a sudden having like fruit juice and... Um, and stodgy foods yeah. like junk and chocolate is and protein bars you know they're vegetarian yeah you know so i was having that as opposed to like really good food prep sweet potatoes and you know like i was saying like you know maybe the brown rice and like these kind of grains for energy yeah and um and uh having stuff like um like other protein sources yeah um so yeah <laughs> yeah i can i can totally um empathize with that because i'm yeah. probably like i say probably still in that funk sometimes with veganism particularly yeah. as i think over the last few years uh you know companies and restaurants and so on and so forth have 
have realized the the sort of the the vegan pound if you like yeah uh, and so have kind of made the the junk that's associated yeah <laughs> um to attract people which i think and you talk about this uh, i think in the book which i think is a really good point is it you know you talk about it specifically when you're talking about meat substitutes that they're a good transitioning uh tool if you like yeah but kind of almost you know how much belongs in your diet i think you're talking about it with soy particularly because there's a big misconception about estrogen and soy yeah. and so on and yeah it'd be good to kind of like uh understand a little bit about that from 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 you firsthand i'd yeah. love to hear about that so i didn't know so it was like five years ago when i first started the kind of transition yeah. So there wasn't many options like there are now. Sure. It's literally gone boom in the last year or two. Yeah. Which is amazing because all of a sudden you're just eating <laughs> these lovely foods and there's loads of food markets and stalls and stuff like that. But it wasn't around back then. So yeah. things like burger substitutes and things like um, sausage substitutes, yeah, yeah. Like, which are meat alternatives, I didn't even know really existed, right. to be honest with you. And going back to that kind of feeling of wanting to be like as natural as possible and eat as close to the source as possible, deep down, I kind of always knew that that would be like vegan junk food. That would kind of be like junk yeah. if I was to get it. And then there was a couple of times where I looked at some of these products and some of them actually had egg in them right? or yeah. uh, dairy. And yeah. It just confused me. Yeah. Um, and then there was other times when I tried them and they tasted too much like meat. <laughs> sort of put you off and it would put me off yeah um and and it was it was good because I, I kind of tried it, it also allowed me to not get into the habit of just going for that kind of easy junk option because like i say you know a month or two down the line if you if you was doing that you would start to feel the difference sure um you know it might have been convenient at the time and stuff but it it, it doesn't get you kind of out of that little bubble of eating the way you was before you started the transition. Yeah. Um, so stopping that allowed me to kind of then experiment with other foods, which I'd never really even eaten before, which yeah. included lots of different vegetables and fruits and like grains that I'd never even heard oh, of and yeah. beans and stuff like that. And, and, and um, I did settle on things like bean burgers as opposed to like meat style burgers, sure. which were vegan because it just didn't taste or look like it. Yeah. But it's still kind of done the, the burger job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and same with like the sausages and things like that. Like it, even to this day now, there's, there's been a few times when I've had things and it's like, it's so much like it. I'm like, the point is I don't want to eat that. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it makes me feel weird, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's the like um, lentil burgers and, and uh, mushroom burgers and chickpea burgers and stuff like yeah. that now where it's it is just like really nice and whole and it feels it tastes amazing and it and it doesn't feel like crazy just kind of junk yeah you know and i, I know it's like more junky than the natural sauce and as close to the the whole food as possible but it, it doesn't you know some people don't like that kind of feeling that they're eating something that looks like meat and tastes yeah similar to that then those things are kind of like a nice alternative yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like a, a gateway drug, if you like. Sort of, <laughs> yeah. sort of, it can help you through, but you, you've got to you've got to be a bit careful of the intake. It, it is so good now that yeah. the, that it is there for people because for most people that aren't aware of the, um, like the nutritional benefits of certain foods or 
um, you know, they don't care that they're eating. They don't, they don't care about eating healthy. Like most, most people don't care about eating healthy. They just eat what tastes good. Yeah. And that's completely fine. So if there is more options that are like that and people just don't decide, I don't want to eat meat, but there was nothing else before. So I just eat it. You know, now there are options where they don't have to eat it. It's one of the things that I found really interesting. Like I was saying, when I first started my transition and I was just listening to what people were mm. saying, the amount of people that didn't actually like meat shocked me. Really? It took me by surprise. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know, um, uh, mostly female, yeah. but, but guys as well. They were like, yeah, I don't really like it. Like the texture is a bit off, you know, or it's just, it's a bit hassle. You know, like the yeah. fact that it's quite long where you've got to like, you've got to wash it, you've got to wash your hands, you've got to have a separate cutting board, you've got to cut it up, you've got to yeah. make sure that you eat it within a certain time, otherwise it's going to make you ill. And yeah. all, of, all of these things that are attached to it, I realized that there was so many people shocked me how, how much they didn't actually like it. They just ate it because it was there yeah. or there was nothing else. And, and I think now it's, it's brilliant what's happening because for those kind of people, you know, or people that do have that seed planted in their head, like, oh, do want to try this you know plant-based diet for whatever reason it, mm. it is there and you know it, it tastes most of them taste amazing i've not really had a bad one <laughs> yeah they do they taste too good <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, i'd love to talk a little bit about the performance bit because obviously you transition into kind of a, like endurance um uh, endurance sports yeah as you're kind of going on this vegan journey um and you're, you're still kind of in this world of like being a personal trainer and there's lots of kind of um other kind of people either interested in fitness or in that world around you who perhaps are uh, in the kind of the old science if you like or, yeah. or kind of in that in that mindset um how has your kind of performance um uh, either improved or you know how how has it changed since your diet has changed and how have others kind of reacted to that have they kind of made note of it almost yeah i mean on a on a performance level, as far as work and training in the whole day goes, yeah. I've got more energy from morning to night than I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> right. And it's really weird. So I feel younger, even though I'm getting older. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not just saying this to be like some, some <laughs> mad vegan advocate, like, come on, you've got to do this. But it's, it's true. It's how I feel. Yeah. So I feel a lot lighter and I feel like more adaptable. Whenever I go and do something, I feel like it's not so much about the, the muscles and all the rest of it, but it's more about skill mm. and, and being like in this zone. I mean, I've lost two stone, so I'm, I'm like 13 stone. Mm. And if I, if I was to do a competition, I'd probably still be around that weight. It's just kind of like yeah. my natural weight, but performance wise, um, fitness levels are better than, better than they've ever been. Um, and that is attached to obviously doing more of a specific sport, mm. but even, even strength wise, it's n like, because I obviously know a little bit more about programming than the average person on how to get somewhere a bit quicker. Sure. Even if I'm just focusing purely on strength, I'll get strength gains at exactly the same rate as I would if I was doing all that other stuff. Right. So you, you start to realize that it's the skill and what you switch on to is where you obviously make improvements quicker. Um, you know, if you're, because um, there's a lot of obvious like meat eater athletes who are at the top of their game you know, that do ultra running or something. So endurance sports still has a lot of meat yeah, in course. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can just switch on to whatever thing you want um, and, and develop skill in that just as good, sometimes better. If like, like I'm saying, you feel better from morning to night, makes your life so much easier being more energetic and having, you know, more brain and body to give 
yeah in a, in a whole day so that that makes it easier hands down so like i say even if you can get similar gains based on skill or your obsession or your work ethic around those sports just having more energy from morning to night feeling lighter having that spring in your step and less injuries and you know better sleep and it's all just linked to recovery so you can do more um and then if you are obviously training more as well, you can eat a lot of food, so you can get away with it, yeah. which makes it amazing when you're um, eating a plant-based diet because you can just consume so much volume <laughs> of foods. Um, you never have to worry about calories because um, plant-based foods are obviously high in fiber. They fill you up quicker. Yeah. Um, and even if you do have to take the easy options and maybe you eat, you know, you eat things that are quick like bread or bagels because you're on the go or something like that with some peanut butter or something just to kind of give you a, a boost. Um, alongside everything else it doesn't seem to it just doesn't seem to kind of like bloat you or weigh you down it it's, it just feels it feels better recovery wise yeah um, and and that helps me so much in the um pt because i'm more switched on right yeah. got more energy yeah uh, and like i say i'm not just saying this to be preachy <laughs> I, it's one of the things that i noticed and i noticed it really early as well i noticed it literally when i first um first started doing it yeah just had more attention in sessions could talk to people from start to finish and listen and and you know just talk the back legs of a donkey you know like <laughs> just switch on to just you know and i know that comes with experience because i don't just want to be like oh it's all the diet yeah and it comes with more experience and skill but honestly i did notice that very early on that yeah. wow from morning to night just different level have, have you found that other pts you've been around have kind of like thought do you know what i might, I might want a bit of this as well well, like one of my friends, uh, Jason, so I run my studio with, yeah. like, he's recently started doing like one day a week where he's not eating meat. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's just like, like, and he, he's like how I used to be in regards to like the weights yeah, and sure. stuff like that. Sure. Like, and that's his thing. That's what he does. And, he, and that's what he does with his clients and stuff like that. But like just from everything that's going on now, the amount of knowledge out there, people are like, they're not afraid to to try it or they're not afraid to just go and reduce their meat consumption, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. So, you know, it, and the other thing as well that I noticed, and this isn't so much from um, like from within my studio where I work now, but where I've worked in the past as well is people just can't believe that I would be on a plant-based diet. Right. So, it, you know, it makes people think and they go, yeah, maybe I might try and eat more fruit or I might try and eat more veg in place of this or, and, and that, for me, is always a great blanket answer to everyone. You know, yeah. if they're not open to the vegan diet in any way whatsoever, or like veganism as a whole or anything, you know, that is and will always be the staple for most people, the blanket answer of just eat more fruits and veg. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and obviously, if you eat more fruits and veg, you, you might have to take something out anyway. Um, to, otherwise, you're going to be too full up. But um, if you do that, you're going to feel better. And then if you keep taking other stuff out and you keep eating more of that, you know, alongside, you know, the, the beans and the, the pulses and the grains and stuff and just getting nutrition in your variety, you probably, you probably are going to notice, oh my God, I feel better, yeah, you know, the, yeah. more you, the more you do it. But definitely noticed other trainers um, just seem to be more open to the fact that it's not all about the protein now. Yeah. And, and like I say, I mean, I'm, I'm very much focused on skill. I think, you know, the more you do something, the better you get at it, regardless of your diet. You know, there's yeah. some yeah. people, I went on a speech once, he said, you know, you can be a multimillionaire and not brush your teeth. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just refining your skill and your trade. Yeah. But um, just having that, that um, energy 
and not knowing that um you know knowing that you don't have to just eat protein 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 to survive or to have this energy or this strength or this skill is 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 really starting people are switching onto it now yeah lots of trainers are getting it now as well that oh that's great news i think because i think once that probably starts and you know you'll think about something like game changers obviously it's just come out yeah things like your book you know the, these kind of these kind of things as they start to kind of maybe their entry point might be people who are super interested in fitness but a bit like we were saying about how the idea of protein is kind of now in mars bars um hopefully the idea of like eating kind of a whole food plant-based diet will eventually kind of get into that mainstream culture in the same way yeah so yeah hopefully things you know like like we say like this and like game changers and those kind of things are starting to change the psyche definitely i mean we go full circle here because when i like i said when i first got into the um when i first did my nutrition certificates it was all about that kind of like eat well plate of that balanced diet right and then when i got into um, personal training specifically and i started you know i became self-employed pt maybe six seven years ago whatever it was yeah the food it was all about macros so it was like we had gone away from a balanced diet which is inadvertently including a lot of micronutrients without you even realizing it's including your vitamins and your minerals and your proteins and carbs you're just eating a balanced diet but then we went into macros and then it all became about it doesn't matter what you eat as long as you're getting your protein and you're getting a specific amount of calories yeah completely neglecting the micronutrients so overall you're not as healthy yes you can manipulate your body and to look a certain way and you're you might be eating high energy foods and high proteins and high fats and all the rest of it and you're hitting your caloric targets and the science says that you're going to feel, you're going to function, you're not going to die. Yeah, and you're, yeah. going to, you're going to be able to manipulate your body to be a certain way. But underneath it all, you know, you're not eating this balanced diet of, you know, the leafy greens. And you're not, you're not worrying mm. about that stuff because you're just focused on macros. You're just focusing on hitting a number, yeah. which means it can come from anywhere. And now it's almost like it's going full circle again. You know, game changes coming out. It's going to get people thinking about it a lot. But just that whole foods thing again and not worrying about numbers so much as in how many calories you're eating unless you're like really serious about losing weight yeah people won't have to track their calories if they're eating a balanced diet because they're inadvertently getting a lot of nutrients yeah and hopefully not overeating you know but that just depends on the person and their emotional attachment to food yeah but but yeah it's coming full circle again now yeah but but under the guise of obviously a um plant-based diet yeah you know a whole food diet, which is great because it's making people think plant-based source got to get to the source fruits vegetables nuts seeds not just like macros numbers yeah chicken equals 30 grams of protein i'll have that with some bread equals you know another 10 grams of protein and 40 grams of carbs and and (laughs) like looking at it like that it's like oh you know this is good this is health this is vegetable this is this is really um gonna be good for me yeah as opposed and the way i perform as opposed to just numbers 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 all the time and and looking the way people like looking a certain way that's that's fascinating that bit you talk about there with the numbers because that the idea of like i I was just thinking as you were saying it there's uh, you know you you know walk past the 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 count the sort of drinks counter in any supermarket whether and you'll see like a milkshake 
or whatever. And it's like a, it might be like a Mars or a galaxy milkshake or something. And it will have written on the side of it, 10 grams of protein. Yeah. <laughs> and like the average kind of omnivorous person will drink that yeah. and think, well, it's got 10 grams of protein in, so it must be good for me. Yeah. And then they, they'll bump into somebody like yourself who's vegan and then start questioning them on their kind of like yeah. their, <laughs> how healthy their diet is. Yeah. I do find that, that notion's a bit yeah. odd, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> everyone I mean, becomes a nutritionalist. If that's making 100% of your take on nutrition, yeah. then you're definitely missing out on things that make you healthy. Yeah. You know, if if that if you if you've got like twenty percent junk, eighty yeah. percent good or thirty, you know, you'll get away with it to a certain extent. But if hundred percent of your like philosophy is just numbers based and protein, not so much micronutrients, vitamins and minerals, fiber, things that come straight from the source, yeah, then you, somewhere down the line you probably are going to experience you know, either a disadvantage or a deficiency, whether you eat meat or not. Um, and, and uh, yeah, you're just, you're just making it like um, not about the whole foods. You're just making it about the numbers and just avoiding the things that make you feel really good. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> seems absolutely counterintuitive, doesn't it? Yeah. It's crazy. So uh, we're, we're coming, to, coming to the end of our time together, actually. Wow. This has flown by. Yeah. Um, and, but I've got a really bad habit, by the way, of just waffling and time just goes before I get to the point. <laughs> no, no not, not at all. Not at all. Um, so where can we pick up a copy of Think and Grow Vegan? Because I definitely advise everyone to do so because I've, I've, I've read it myself. And even as somebody who's been in, uh, in, the, in kind of the vegan world for two and a half years, uh, almost three now, um, I got so much from it. So even though it's talking about the transition, I think whether you're vegan, not vegan, whatever, you'll get something from it. So where can we get a copy? Yeah, brilliant, mate. So it's available on Amazon, right? Uh, and the link is on my website, sure. Um, and it's also like on my, you can find it on my Instagram, so you cool. can get it through Amazon. So that's for most people, their kind of preferred way. It's easy, you get yeah. delivery, but. It's also in like the flagship Piccadilly um, in Waterstone stores. Yeah. So it's in sure. Kensington, uh, Piccadilly and oh, one other one. Trafalgar Square. Trafalgar um, Square. It's in Foils as well in yeah. Charing Cross. And then there's, um, hopefully it's going to start to go into more like suburban ones, but it's yeah. only been out for a few months and we're just getting it all off the ground. Um, and then online, if you type it in sometimes other one, other companies like WH Smith, it's not in store yet, but you can buy it, order it and then pick it up from there if you want. Um, and then loads of other places. It's all on my website where it is, but around the world, they'll, they'll like get them in and then you can just go and pick them up. Amazing. So, um, so it's really cool. But I really appreciate what you said about how it is like for, for everyone because yeah. I, when I first wrote it, I wasn't sure who it was going to appeal to. I was actually quite scared. Yeah. So I had to wait until I got feedback from a lot of different people to give me the green light to actually be confident enough to, to push it. But, you know, if it, I really wanted to help people who just, inquisitive about reducing their meat intake that was a big part of it you know and i think as the i think that's the way the world's going anyway yeah um and just just walk them through the stages but then also like hearing about yourself you know like love to hear your enthusiasm about it and a lot of um vegans that have eaten it have said um, eaten it read it have <laughs> said to me what it's made them think about is eating um eating more whole foods again 100%. getting back to that source and being more fresh about their food yeah and and you know cooking from scratch or not just cooking from scratch but um batch cooking um and having everything kind of there as opposed to you know just falling into the trap of 
what's easy and quick and then eating the same foods over and over. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It will add value to, to anyone, vegan or non-vegan alike. So th- thanks so much for your time, Glenn. Uh, it's been great much, speaking Jim. with you. It's brilliant. Thanks very much. Thanks, man. Cheers. Take care.